Certified host Steve Lucky Luciano. Yeah. Across from me is my co-host, the Chumahan, Chumahan, American Chumahan, Indian, elegant barbarian, Southern Californian. Chumahan, 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 Chumahan. And we got old Blue Eyes himself handling all our audio needs. Yes. <laughs> yes, Sean Lewis. Happy, happy, New Year. Audio happy New Year, we made it. <laughs> happy New Year, we made it. 2020, 2020. It's all good. You happy know what New it Year. is. You happy, know what it is. Happy New Year. And we got uh, King Salmon here handling some visuals. Hello. Hello. What is, uh, why, what is with the fucking... Did 21 Savage diss Nas? Um, I don't know. Uh, I just keep on hearing so much about Twenty One and uh, this Drake album thing. I mean, uh, Styles P rips Drake over Twenty One Savage's Nas comments. Yeah, Styles P. Yeah, uh-huh. man, I'm so fucking out of it. It's like I'm like Styles P. Who the fuck is that? Is he related to Master P? Like, who is that? Styles P. Yeah, I don't know. I uh-huh. mean, look, dude, what can I tell you? I like, Drake is catching a stray from Styles P, who is reflecting on the short-lived Nas versus 21 Savage beef and thinking Drizzy should have nipped the rift in the bud mm. before it bloomed. Mm. Can you decode that? What does that say? I, I guess he was talking shit, and I guess they feel like Drake should have checked him. Right. The Locks Legend, Locks Legend, L O X. Yeah, right. What, what's the Locks? Who's that? You know who the Locks is? Rough Riders. Locks. I mean, isn't Locks like? Isn't that smoked salmon? No. Locks. Money, right? power, respect. Right, but I mean, cream. Oh, yeah. money, power. Right, but I mean, Locks lox and bagels. No. Oh, because we got lox. King Salmon. Yeah, this All is right. different Locks. Got it. A guest on Math Hoffa's My Expert Opinion where he stated he liked not love 21's music and added he's not in the same class of rappers as Kendrick Lamar. I mean, not very many people are in the same class as fucking Kendrick Lamar, right? Mm-hmm. And people, uh, J. Cole or even Drake and whom 21 just dropped the Her Loss album. So it's a controversy. It's oh. a lot of ins and outs. I thought uh, maybe you guys knew something I didn't. But anyway. No, you know something I don't. It says that in Rolling Stone, it says that uh-huh. uh, 21 Savage questioned the Illmatic Legends reverence to oh. your conversation with Jay-Z. Oh, ooh, okay. I mean, I mean, what are we talking about, royalty? I mean, does Nas care? Does Nas even give a shit? I don't think so. Somebody else taking up that fight. Right. I was just tripping. Like, probably Nas is probably somewhere smoking a fucking billionaire hemp wrap right now. Well, you know, somebody that wasn't even smoking a hemp wrap. I was barely just smoking a fucking (laughs) cannabis. Did you just fart? Oh, blue. (laughs) 
Yeah, twice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I felt that. Just inhale that. Dude, you could go, go to for pr- you. You could go to prison in Russia for yeah, that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Man, and, the, and uh, there was a there's a basketball player. W. 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 NBA player goes over to fucking Russia, has a vape pen with a THC cartridge in it. Right. She, they were fucking sentencing her ass to motherfucking 20 years. Trying to give her 20 years in prison. What's her name? Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner. Two-time two time Olympic gold medalist. medalist. I said, when my daughter first showed it to me, I said, she'll be home by Christmas. There's no way that that's going to hold. Like, that they're going to, like, unless they're trying to find have a, a third world war. They're not going to hold an American for that. They're, they've got to let that person go. I didn't know that it was going to come down to a trade. Is that how we're doing things these days? And that sounds kind of primal. But, I mean. Tra- oh, you give us one. It is kind of old one. school. Isn't it? Th- that sounds crazy to me. Oh, we'll trade. We got a guy that's been charged with mass war crimes. Let him go and we'll give you the fucking weed pen smoker. Doesn't sound... Arms dealer, a THC pen. I don't know. I don't know, you guys. Uh, look, when you come to Mother Russia, you take your life into your hand. <laughs> no, I. You know, at the surface level, yeah, you're right. At the surface level, it seems kind of weird. And like, okay, so there's an arm. We have an arms dealer in prison, and then, uh, I mean, uh, so is that the current? Exchange rate in Russia, one female athlete is equal to an arms dealer. dealer? Yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, before we get into that, let me yes. just hit you with a couple of stats about this this lady because if you're kind of like me, you know that the WNBA is dope and stuff like that, but you don't really watch it and you don't really know anything about it and how big is it and what's going on. First of all, when I discovered that she was a two-time gold medalist, I was like, oh, okay, well, that's, I mean, she's pretty fucking... That ain't happening on by mistake. Right. 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 Are you done? Uh, she's the only NCAA basketball player to both score 2,000 points and block 500 shots. She's a three-time All-American. Named Most Outstanding Player of the Final Four. She helped Baylor win the national championship. She was... Uh, 2009, she was named the nation's number one high school women's basketball player. And then, like, you know, on some level, there's a little bit like, yeah, but it's women's basketball. Like, I mean, how dope are these chicks? But, like, when you actually see the real ones that play, they're pretty fucking athletic, bro. Yeah, it's badass. Yeah, it ain't like, uh, it's, you know what I mean? It's It's like, they're very tall. And they're very aggressive. They're very strong. They're very good. They're very skilled. It's pretty serious. Mm-hmm. Now, the merchant of death. Okay. The merchant of death. It's a great fucking name. I mean, dude, merchant of death. I feel like that's 10 times better than fucking style P mm. like dude if you're a rapper call yourself the merchant of death that's fucking dope 
That guy was imprisoned uh, for being an arms dealer, and his real name is Victor Boot. V-I-K. So that's how you know he's Russian or something. T-O-R-B-O-U-T. It looks like Bout, but it's really Boot. And I think his middle name is like Antonio Nev. It's got a V at the end of it, you know? Now this dude... Like what this guy do? It's like really kind of uh, in some ways amazing mm. in a negative way, in a bad way. Mm-hmm. But when the Soviet Union fell in the 90s or whatever it was, right? You got to kind of like think about what that really meant. So when the Soviet Union starts to fall apart, what you wind up having is a huge military, huge air force, huge motherfucking navy. And all these states that have all that shit that used to be part of the Soviet Union, now they're not. They're on their own, but that shit's still in their fucking country, Hmm. right? And so what you've got is like an opening, a window. A lot of these generals and colonels that were on the fucking state tit, they're not getting paid as much as they were before because the Soviet Union collapsed. And you got all this equipment that's not getting maintained, right? And this guy, the merchant of death, they say was an intelligence officer. He denies it. But that's what, you're an intelligence officer, you're supposed to deny it. You're never going to be like, yes, I was. Right? But he went to the foreign language school, which is famous in uh, Soviet Russia for being the place where they pick and groom all the intelligence officers at this foreign language school because then you can fucking speak Portuguese and all this other bullshit and infiltrate and get set up and blah, 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 blah. Be the eyes and the ears of the goddamn regime. That's what we're paying you for. That's what he was. And he had like five, seven passports. And you you don't get that unless you're like, you know, ordering it off the Silk Road or you're with the KGB. And he was with the KGB, <clears throat> probably. I don't know. I don't even know if we have to say allegedly because he's a fucking... But, so you have this situation where everything falls apart. He's an intelligence officer. And and see, I read this book called The Unlikely Rise of Vladimir Putin, The Man With No Face. Uh And they trace how he came to be. Like you had Yeltsin, who was this like fat drunk, and he's like, you know, going for fucking democracy. And there's like one election, like one real Election, and then all of a sudden, there's this ex KGB guy named Putin who's in charge of everything and he never leaves office. Right? These two guys kind of coincide together at the same time. Soviet Union falls apart, there's this opening, nobody knows what's gonna happen. You have some forces that are like trying to do free market shit. And really think about this how hard would it be to go from a situation where for decades the state owned the companies? The oil company, the TV company, the fucking whatever company, right? Imagine if if this, the government owned Apple, right? Government owns Apple, 
and then the government collapses into a new system. So, so, and, and you know, you know that if the government owned Apple, you would have high up people that would get extra payments, and there would be, you know, it would, there would be all of this, you know, um, CEO golden parachutes, all that shit would still be happening, but it would be happening through the system of the government owned Apple Corp. It would, it would be that way. If all of a sudden you were like, yeah, well, now we got to privatize it. We got to put it in the hands of private people. How do you do that? And who gets to be the one in charge? These, these businesses. How do you take a publicly owned business and then fairly like distribute it to people? Without just giving it to your cronies, be like, well, all right. So, under the Soviet regime, you were like, you know, the head commander. Now we're actually going to let you own it and call you the president. Mm. I mean, you could do it that way, but then you might crop clear. So, what they did, one of the things they did for these public companies was, they were like, well, we'll just since the people owned it, we'll give everyone a private voucher. So now, imagine Apple breaks up and Sean, right? You own. 100 shares. You're given 100 shares because it belongs to the people of the communist people. So if we're going to go to private, the fair thing to do would give you 100 shares, right? But you're still driving that fucked up BMW. You got 100 shares of Apple, but nowhere to sell it yet. So what are you going to do? Then some fucking KGB or some rich prick comes by and says, listen, it's 100 shares. I'll give you a thousand bucks for it. And at the time... You got this fucking beat up BMW and a sack of onions. And you're like, uh-huh. you know what? I could use the money. What is these fucking shares? And you're not raised in a culture that understands stocks because it's been communist for this whole time. So you trade it out, right? So this rich prick, right, buys up all the shares. And then when it comes to fruition, it hits the fucking markets and all this shit. All of a sudden, you're a, you're a, you're a tech magnet. You're a tech billionaire. And you have all these shares that you bought for bobbles and fucking beads Putin set that up for all of his friends but of course if Putin sets that up for you gets it all settled he gets a cut of the, of the cut of the action if you have any problem with that there's a window you can get thrown out of while that's happening right this guy merchant of death is building basically a FedEx for weapons all of the places that Russia or the Soviet Union like Afghanistan and all that stuff had done some things militarily or you know done some covert ops or whatever right there's already those there's pre-existing relationships but now all of a sudden the market's open what do you want Angola you want to overthrow the fucking, this president of Angola, rebels? What do you need? You need anti-aircraft fucking weapons? I can actually make that happen. I can fly that shit over here. And one of the things that this guy that's merchant of death would do, and have he had it set up, is he would register these various cargo planes that were Soviet cargo planes. He'd register them in other countries. So that on flight manifests and shit like that. It looked like a plane was leaving and it was registered in Morovia. 
right? It wasn't a Russian plane carrying a whole bunch of fucking weapons. He was able to move millions of rounds of fucking machine gun bullets and shit like that and get it all the way over to the FARC, right? South America. He supplied Charles Taylor with mines and fucking ro- shoulder rocket launchers and all sorts of Who's Charles Taylor? I didn't know. I've forgotten. Sean, you brought the microphone down. Why? I did because I was going to say something about where he got these, where he got the guns and ammunition. Yeah, you got them from all from these Russians. Well, I heard that when I was listening to a show, they they were saying that he would just take them because they were just surpluses of like fucking all kinds of stuff that hadn't been used that 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 the government just abandoned in like a warehouse. Wait, 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 wait. Right. So he, he so. That is one way. That is the official story. It was right. abandoned. Ah. Right? But there's no way that Putin and the generals didn't know that they could make a lot of money real fast. They, they abandoned it and left it in somebody's hand to handle it. Exactly. Right. Okay. So like I mean? liquidating it. Well, yeah. I mean, make they, it go somewhere. Right. Right. And, they, and so, you know, when he put set up this FedEx for fucking guns and shit, right? He didn't. It wasn't like, where did he get the cargo planes? What did they abandon that? And he just walked in and got the keys. How was he able to register the, the planes? Cause every country has a three-letter whatever for the fucking planes. I mean, in real world t- things, you can't just fly the United States with a plane that's not registered. You can't come into U.S. airspace where the shit ain't registered. And that happens for a lot of other countries, too. Some people are hardcore like we are, and you can't even fucking get... Within a thousand fucking right. miles right. of us, if we don't know where where you're coming from, but you know, in Africa and all those other places, they're like, eh, you know, whatever. So he would develop these relationships. So this quote unquote abandoned shit, he was offloading for money to Charles Taylor. Who's Charles Taylor? Charles Taylor, who went to jail for war crimes, was the guy in Liberia who took out. Sam Doe, I think his last name is Doe. This guy was giving kids machine guns and, and and forcing them to cannibalize dead people. And I mean, Charles Taylor had this weird cult, and he was making them eat bodies and do all this shit to freak people out, right? To make him seem completely crazy. It was huge news at the time. It was really uh, wild. Oh, you know what? It's almost kind of like what you hear sometimes of certain certain groups down south, where it's like m- this mix of religion and 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 violence that leads to like you know s- uh, human sacrifices. That's what they were doing, Charles Taylor. That's what he was doing, and using fourteen year olds. The City of God, I think, might have been out of that. That story might have been out of that, right? Everybody's hopped up on drugs, which also the Merchant of Death was was pushing out there. Dude, he supplied in Africa, I want to say at least four different warlords. Blood diamonds, all that shit that you heard about. It was the Merchant of Death, this guy, Boot, that was supplying the weapons to the bad guys. Giving them everything they need. Shoulder rocket launchers, fucking machine guns, fucking... Whatever, 16 millimeter fucking fucking dick launchers, all that shit, bro. Everything. Probably on his head. 
I mean, like, if God was to bring him here and say, like, okay, let's take a look at the books. How many murders are you responsible for? How much death and bloodshed? He'd be up there, bro. He'd be real up there. But he really started making his money because he figured out that once he deposited all these weapons and everything, then he could pick up fresh cut flowers or cargo and bring it back to other places and sell it at a high price. He would pick up flowers. So he'd go like to Angola, haul off a bunch of tanks and fucking shit to fucking let, just let them murder each other. We don't give a fuck. Then turn around and since he was already in the area pick up fresh cut flowers for two bucks a pop or whatever it was and then go to the uae and sell it to the arabic folks for like a hundred bucks a pop and just he he i think just just in liberia alone sold 50 million dollars 1990s 50 million dollars worth of fucking weapons he was making money hand over fist he had palaces in, you know, South Africa. He had places everywhere, and to he had such a good he, he had such a good network. He had planes registered in the UAE. He had planes registered in because like what people don't really realize, and you you guys probably do, all around the world, right? You know the big countries. You're like, oh, well, that's fucking Germany. That's fucking Greece. Blah blah. For every one of those, there's like one like principality. Or what they call like a sheikdom, which is like a real shit little tiny country. It's recognized as a country, so you can register shit there. But basically, it's like Monaco or something where you can just kind of hide money and drugs and guns and whatever fuck you need to do right there. And they kind of exist for that purpose. I really do. Nobody's pa- coming in fucking with them trying to change it. No one questions it. Everyone in the fucking NSC, CIA, the British MRC. Little, little, little hidden little spots for people to do their shit. All over, <laughs> bro. That's real. So that's all over. And he was using those things. And so when the, author- what, the so-called Interpol and the authorities would start to catch up to one of his planes, he would just, and it would only take him a couple hours, re-register the plane in another one of these dark little spots, and then they'd have to start all over, you know, get permissions and fucking visas and stamps to investigate it. By the time they got to it, he just re-registered at another one. It got to a point where his network was so good that we were using them in fucking Iraq. Like, you know, and Afghanistan. Like, the shit was happening so fast, we're like, fuck it. You know, Halliburton, right? Remember that company that still exists? Halliburton, right? Run by Dick Cheney. Liz Cheney's dad. Right? He they were subcontracting out to this Victor Boot. To bring in weapons, take out shit, fucking, you know, ready to eat meals and all this other bullshit. And he was all set up. I don't think at the highest levels there's any doubt that everybody knew what this guy was up to. Mm. I don't think from a Russian perspective. Right, Vladimir Putin thought anything of destabilizing Africa by giving all their own people a bunch of guns. I don't think the CIA probably thought too much about it either. I'm sure the CIA was like, shit, yeah, I mean, who the fuck gives a shit? I mean, destabilize the whole region. Then they're caught up with that. They can't get to anything. But 90s and all that shit was when they started importing all this crack and all this other shit into here. Right? I don't think anybody. Europe probably too. I'm sure... 
So just like Putin may have abandoned all of this artillery and shit to be sold off somewhere, for a cut, I'm sure all of the good guys also chased after Victor Boot at a very slow enough pace that they never caught him. They just never caught up to him. Oh, he's too smart. <laughs> that rascally rabbit, he got away. <laughs> oh, he's taking more weapons to people we don't give a shit about. <laughs> right? You know what? We'll catch up to you unless you take this little package over to there too for us since you're already on your way. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> that all changed in about uh, in 9-11. That, that relationship that he had with everybody changed in 9-11. Mm-hmm. The minute that uh, the Taliban or Al-Qaeda was able to attack us on our soil, some people think that that was a setup. When that happened, right, the whole thing about having a guy like Victor Boot running around it was no longer uh, cool. It changed the whole game. His network got shut down to a certain extent, and they were able to develop that he had supplied al-Qaeda with weapons, which prior to 9-11 probably wasn't that big a deal. After 9-11, some shit's going to change around here. And they were able to arrest him, I want to say, Victor Boot. He was so flagrant. And so, I mean, feeling untouchable. And he was sheltered in Moscow as well. So, so you know, there was times where he'd just be in Moscow and, like, nobody could say shit. The British couldn't say shit. Americans couldn't say shit because what were we going to do? Invade fucking Russia? No. And Russia was like, yeah, we don't think he's done anything wrong. We like this guy. So they got him to go to Thailand. The DEA set up a sting of some sorts and I think they were trying to get him to move some drugs and what they got him to also say was that these these drugs and these guns were going to go kill some Americans or something to that effect and he on the wire said something like if they kill Americans if he dies he dies you know he said something that was imp- implicated him and right then and there they rushed him in Thailand and what people don't understand about Thailand is is that Thailand works hand in glove with us they do. They will extradite your ass, and they did, and they extradited him to the United States. He got convicted in New York, I want to say, Southern District of New York, and they housed him in Illinois, the federal prison in Illinois, south of Marion, Illinois, and that prison was a supermax at the time. It's now a lesser, but. It was the successor to Alcatraz. Mm. When Alcatraz became old Catraz and couldn't hold anybody anymore in the 60s, they took everyone there and moved them over to this federal prison south of Marion. And that's where they had the Merchant of Venice. And he was about, he was a Merchant of Venice, Merchant of Death, Victor. And he was supposed to do 25 years-ish, right? In federal time, hey. You got to do it all day, no parole, baby. Right. Now, <clears throat> so he was in there. And if you look at the guy, he looks like kind of a guy that would like, you know, he could either sell guns to uh, people illegally or he'd be like a really good hot dog vendor. He's got like that kind of a face. Mm-hmm. And he 
Um, he never broke or anything. He always maintained his innocence, and Putin and everybody was always like, he did nothing wrong. You know, this is a good man. What are you doing? And um, and they had a shoe program over there at, at that prison, and he was in it. And But, I mean, it's a Russian guy. Like, I'm sure he could do the worst kind of time a lot. So, that you know, he was out of circulation for at least 10, 15 years. So, but the weird part is, is that Putin and, and Russia had been constantly trying to get this guy out of prison. Constantly. They were always capturing, I think they captured a teacher, some guy named Fogel, Mark Fogel, I think is his name. They got him on a fucking weed thing too. Um, they couldn't affect a deal on that, and then they they imprisoned this guy named Waylon, who's like a, I think a, like a marine, but like a really good dude, and a lot of people know about this guy. In um, Biden administration, you know, they have some sort of way to call each other on a secure line, doing some negotiations. So Russia has been picking people up and trying to make deals to get this merchant of death out for a little while now. I don't know how they knew that Brittany Griner would be the one. I don't know how they knew that. And Biden administration was trying to get a two for one. They were trying to get Waylon and, and Brittany Griner. But Russia would only give up Brittany Griner. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Waylon is is in in Russia also for some espionage charges, and it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. And there was some people on the right, right? Like these little fucking on the right, because Brittany Griner is an African American woman. She's she's a sports player. She is somebody who probably doesn't fall into traditional category gender, uh, like roles or signals like she doesn't have like a super feminine body traditionally feminine body all that shit so he disturbs a lot she disturbs a lot of people on the right plus her wife yeah her wife her wife was pressuring the Biden administration to do something and her wife is an African-American lady, a very curvaceous African-American woman. Mm, I've looked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's attractive for me. For, that's a for me, attractive. So, she, and, and when Biden gave his, his announcement, right, you had old man Biden in the front. Over one shoulder, you had Vice President Harris. And on the other shoulder, you had uh, the wife. In a red dress. And I was like looking at that. I didn't know when I saw the announcement. I was like, who's the lady over on the right? And why is she talking on the mic? Like, who, I thought maybe she was like a hostage negotiator or something. Right. I looked it up. It's her wife. Oh, shit. shit yeah. Yeah. 
So people on the right were like antagonistic in attacking, attacking the president and already talking shit. I mean, Brittany Griner hadn't even set foot back in the United States. She's a citizen of the United States. Uh, a great representative because she's won gold medals for our country. They were already saying like, See, that's this fucking leftist fucking homosexual shit that this Biden administration, we're all inundated with this stuff, LGBTQ plus, and it's ruining the country, and there's a good man, Waylon, that's wasting away, and they didn't even try to get him. There's no value to having this woman come back here. She's just an athlete. What the hell's wrong with the Biden administration? Already putting a sour, dark shade on it for political purposes for purely political purposes which should be a, a, a moment of rejoicing for all americans putting a, a terrible spin on it and it forced the whaling family to come forward and say we support what the president did and we're happy that britney griner came back because nobody should have to be over there mm -hmm. right and instead of Using that win to figure out a, a way to get the rest, whoever else is arrested over there by the Russians, instead of being positive and working towards developing more leverage, you had a whole faction over here making a lot of noise saying that it was the wrong thing to do. Which is, to me, the sickest. It's the sickest. It's ridiculous. And, you know, the other piece of this is... is you know, so you ask yourself, well, so, okay, we, we can understand why we want Miss Griner back. Yeah. But why, why does Putin, why is he working so hard to the get the old boy back? The old boy back. Why do you think, old blue eyes, what, what would be the value to the Russia? I think he was probably involved in some other shit or knows something or maybe he made a promise to him. I don't know. Big Lux, what do you think? I think maybe he was making money with Putin. I mean, maybe he was handling his job real well. Maybe they went to high school together. Yeah, maybe he made him a ton of money and he kept his mouth shut. Putin's like, yeah, I got to get this guy back so I can give him a fucking mansion. 30 cars and a bunch of whores. Salmon, you heard the word whores. What's your thought? That's a, that's, that's a good thought. Why, why, why does Russia, why would they spend this much time trying to get this guy back? I wonder if they're going to try and keep him quiet, throw him in a fucking basement somewhere. Maybe he knows too much. Yeah. I mean, all of those are legit. Are legit. My personal thing is I think, I think the merchant of death made so much money that he had a stash somewhere and he paid Putin and said, look, you know, because Putin's built in that. Remember, when, like, I don't know when I was talking about that fucking villain's love nest at the black sea with all that shit on it and putin is a thief he's a he's a fucking he's remember that story about robert Kraft? wasn't it robert Kraft? the fucking patriots yeah patriots. patriots remember he visited with putin and he had the fucking super bowl ring and putin's like hey let me see that and robert Kraft took it off and gave it to him and putin looked at it and he put it on his hand he's like i could kill somebody with this and then he grabbed one of his bodyguards and gave him the fucking ring and said nothing more about it. <laughs> Remember that? That really happened. Wait, he took his whole Super Bowl ring? He stole Robert Kraft's fucking ring. No shit. Look it up. 
And Robert Kraft had to like be like, oh, it was a gift. So that, you know, Robert Kraft wouldn't get thrown out of a fucking window. <sighs> but Putin is that way. And the book that I read about his rise, he, he, she said that. He's like, that's, that's my, take that off. Hey, t- hey, take this away. Oh, <laughs> Give me that. Hey, Barter, come here. Go get hey, this. Hey, go ahead and take those things off. It looks look good on my wife. What else you got? Right? Yeah. I mean, really? That's think, fucking crazy. Right? 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 The exchange is like this. Robert Kraft is like, hey, this is Vladimir, how you doing? Yeah, hey. It's like, hey, I like your ring. Can I, hey, can I try that on? Oh, uh, hey. sure. There hey. you go. Look at that. that. <laughs> I could kill somebody with that. Hey, all right. Ingvar. <laughs> what a power move. That's right. a power move. That's right. some gangster shit right, right there. Right. I mean, that's the kind of thing when you make a joke, like, I could kill somebody with that. Yeah, but you're telling Robert Kraft, like, man, you better not. Mm. Mm. Uh, I hope you really, I better. <laughs> Robert Kraft thought he had some money. Oh, yeah. He's a fucking yeah. guy getting a jerk a tug job over at a 7 Eleven fucking, right? Shopping center. <laughs> right, a strip guy's mall. Worth, guy's worth fucking 50 million, 100 million. What, what, what do you want to bet? So, 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 in reading that, so reading that book about Putin was interesting. So, I think there, there that, I think that the merchant of death always had an out because he knew he was going to get arrested at some point. And he knew that his best bet would be to have a huge fucking payout to Putin to say, get me out. I don't think Putin gives a shit. This guy has no, he's got no connections to anybody anymore. He's got nothing going on. Sounds right. It wouldn't have been hard for this guy to have 20, 30, 40 mil somewhere. And and how hard would it would have been for Russia to just drum up some charges on some American, figure out what was the right combo to fucking get this guy out? Cost him nothing. Cost him fucking nothing. And the thing of it's crazy is that Putin, like, throughout his his career as he's moving up, he's got a ton of those moves, the stealing the shit. And the and the reporters, a Russian reporter that had been following Putin his entire career, had to leave the country eventually because she was just telling it too straight. But um, it, he, you know... Um, she tells this story about how when he was a young man in the old days in Russia, when it was still Soviet Union, a young guy could go to, like, Siberia and, like, work. And it'd be like being on a fishing boat or something where you'd go away, the state would pay some shit, it wasn't easy, but you'd come back with a chunk of change because you earned it and you hadn't done anything. Now, the normal thing that everybody did in Russia is that if a son went away, worked at like a mining thing and came back with like 5,000 bucks, which is like a lot of money, you give it to your parents, right? You're still a kid. You're not, you're a teen or you're in your twenties, but you still give it to your parents because you're trying to help everyone out. It's saying, not him. He kept it. And he was adopted. Putin was adopted and he kept it and he bought himself a car, which was like unheard of for a guy his age, right? And he'd always set his sights on being a KGB intelligence guy. Always. He wanted that was who he wanted to be a part of from the gate. And then as he went through the thing, as he went through the steps of being this agent, he kinda almost washed out in East Germany, gained a bunch of ways drinking beer. And then after that, when the Soviet Union started to fall apart, 
when the first cracks were happening, he positioned himself to be with Yeltsin and to be Yeltsin's successor. And once he did that, he started stealing everything. And building. I mean, he's had that that pad. It started out as like one. The lady that wrote this book, she's one of the people that broke the story about this fucking palace that he denied for a long time. And that's one of the reasons why she had to leave. And then eventually it was like, well, who gives a shit? Yeah, I got a pal. It started out as like a one house thing. It's now got 20 buildings. Fucking elevator all the way down to the sea. You know, all this shit. A winter, uh, a, a winter amphitheater. Like if he wants to have a concert during the winter, <laughs> it's covered. Then a summer amphitheater. So if you, you know, summer it's warm, you can be outside. And apparently he, but what he, what she says is he's not a kleptomaniac. He doesn't he doesn't have an impulse to just steal. He wants what other people have. He wants to take what other people have. He's covetous, which is why he would st- steal the the ring of Robert Kraft. You know, he didn't have to do that. And it so that's the trade. That's what happened. I'm glad that she's back. I wish the other Americans would also be able to come back. Sure. I think that... um, That's a crazy-ass trade-off, dude. I think it shows the difference in values. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not surprising, and it doesn't seem... Um... It doesn't seem, un, un, it seems, it sounds right for Russia. Sounds like the type of deal you get fucking with Russia. Right. Right? Right. And I also think, like, going forward, cause I don't know, I don't know whose successor, who's going to be taking over after Putin. I mean, they're saying he shit his pants. Hey. 700,000 <laughs> hand grenades. Well, the fucking... 450 tanks, a million air to fucking right, land right, air missiles. Right, 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 right. All for a fucking stizzy stick, mm. an inhaler fucking <laughs> THC, right? That's right. the trade-off right there. Right. But you had like a quarter gram of THC in an inhaler. Right. In an era where THC, I mean, in an era where THC is legal most everywhere, and then in a country where... The the laws are like sort of enforced on a arbitrary or favor basis. I mean, this is this is kind of what people don't really understand about this country. Like, this country's not perfect, but we really do try to enforce the laws best, not as best we can. There are forces and procedures in place to make to try to make sure that the laws get enforced equally. We know that they don't, right? But they're there. Russia is like an alternative. They got laws on the books, and it's one guy's. Yeah, let's just arrest this bitch. Yeah, and or that's my cousin's husband. Right. Let's not arrest him. Right. That's all right. Just put it back. Let's put it back. Right. And what's great? What's interesting is when you you read the story about him. There's all kinds of stuff like that. And what you learn is the bureaucratic, the government language that covers up shit. Or makes a mountain out of a molehill, right? There were stories in there where there was guys that they couldn't, 
they didn't do anything wrong, but the the Russian Department of Justice just kept finding new charges. And every time he beat a charge, then a new one would be filed and it'd be another three-year fucking slog fest. They'd go on for like 12 years. And the government could just keep going on. They don't care. And the bureaucrats that are involved in it, that's the bread and butter. What are they going to do? Mm. And you just get stuck in that cycle. You just stuck in that cycle for days. And they'll send you off to hard work. I would love to do a fucking... You go to Siberia to do work, you'll die. You'll just fucking die. And you'll die over there, and there won't be an, an, an inquiry into nothing. Nobody will have to hide anything. I mean, so this is... I'll tell you, how you want them? Bag of bones or burn? Right. Or we cremated them for you. A little box of dust. Something must have happened to him. Get the fuck out of our country now. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I don't know what the point of traveling to Russia will be. <laughs> He's like, so I don't see what the point of even having Russia on the map any longer is. What use? No, like, like, while that situation is what it is, if I was somebody that... I had any slight notoriety? You I don't know. Going to Russia? No, I wouldn't. Yeah. Not right now. Yeah. Not right, now. Not right well, now. Not right. What's she doing? Playing some fucking game? You know, that's a good question. I have no idea why she. I think so. She was like on some tour. Right. I mean, she was. <laughs> she was. She was arrested. She was arrested in February. Uh. She was detained at Sheremetyevo International Airport after they found her carrying the vaporizer cartridges containing less than a gram of hash oil. In Arizona, she had been prescribed medicinal cannabis, which is illegal in Russia. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what she was doing there. Let me see this. She was. Her arrest occurred during the, I mean, during the Ukrainian, the breakout of the Ukrainian shit. So, I mean, as soon as the Ukrainian shit broke out, I don't know why. Why would anybody go to Russia? Yeah, I don't know. Well, you know what? Why would you go to Russia right when the Ukrainian shit's going on? And second of all, how are you a three-time Olympic gold medalist and you don't know to not bring anything like that into Russia? I was just going to say the same thing. Who's her handler? Or who's her, like... People telling her, do not fuck around. You're going into Russia. That's the weirdest part about the whole story is literally, like, there's she's got a pen on her in Russia. Like, everybody knows, like, don't fucking go to Russia with nothing. On February 17th, Griner boarded a flight to rejoin the UMMC Ekaterinburg, which was a Russian woman's basketball team Griner had played for during the Women's National Basketball Association offseason. As soon as she arrived, a detection dog detected traces of marijuana in her luggage. They inspected her luggage, and they found the fucking hashish oil. You know what, man? That's a good question because it could be a couple ways. She might not have had a handler. She might have been induced to come to Russia. They might have said somebody that she knew that she thought was a friend might have been like, it's all good, man. We're getting paid. Blah, 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 blah. Come on. You know, da, 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 da. I got it all set up. And she'd already been there once before. 
I guarantee you the FSB set that up and lured her in. And she went. Maybe somebody did say, I don't know. But maybe they had it all set up. Like, hey, yeah, it's all good. Look, we got it all set up. We're going to be staying over here. And then, I mean, because she didn't get very far. She just, I mean, they knew she was coming. (laughs) They had that dog. They probably knew that she smoked weed. So that's one scenario was she was induced to come in and was a trap. The other scenario would be, and I've thought this before too, traveling sports people and shit like that sometimes are working, are are running a job for security services on our side. I mean, how is it that Dennis Robin goes to North Korea? Remember that? Remember when Dennis Robin went to North Korea? I remember motherfucker wouldn't even take a shower after a basketball game, but it's going to North Korea? How is that happening without it being either co-opted by or planted by CIA? They use famous people who have special access to all these different countries all the time. That's it's one of the best covers. Oh, yeah, it's the band. What was that? Winds of Change? What was that? Yeah, the, that whole... Uh, Judas Priest? No. What's the name of that? Scorpions. Scorpions, bro. I was getting fucking confused. Scorpions did, are way better than Judas. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, anyway. The whole... they It uh, turns out they weren't they weren't involved with it. Yeah. They weren't? No. How do you know? Well, I mean... How do you know? I mean, I don't know, but there was a, a whole uh, podcast about it. A whole series of podcasts, and like at the end of it, it's kind of unresolved, and there's definitely oh, so there's signs that it was, but then at the I, end I of mean, a podcast, you, it's unresolved. Okay, I mean, you listen to the podcast, and you tell me. I'm gonna listen to it, okay. but the point being is they used, I think, Billie Holiday. Wait, there was that that chick, the sh- the chef. Uh, what's her name? Paula Dean. <laughs> no, come on, older than that. Oh, uh, oh. Uh, the French, the one that did yeah, the French yeah, cooking yeah. with the ugly one. Right. right. What's her name? God. Fucking A. What was her name? Played by fucking... Yeah, uh, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Right. What was that? Uh, Julia Child. Julia Child. Jesus fucking Jesus Christ. Christ. She was a fucking... Right. Spy? She was an asset. Right. She was an asset. To who? I don't know, but she was an asset. Ooh, to culinary, trip. right? She was for the cooking? I mean... Right. She was an asset, for sure. They're all... Dude, I think when you get to that level, I mean... But what do you mean, though? What do you mean, what do you mean? They're using them to do what? To carry messages, to spy, influence, oh, all the time. Jerking off the fucking whatever. So, like, Julia Child, let's say, right? She comes and goes. No one's questioning it. They probably don't even give Coco her... Coco Chanel. Coco Chanel! Right. Coco Chanel was making out with a fucking Nazi, bro. She really was. That's like a that's a documented thing that the Chanel company tries to downplay now, but she had some fucking But I'm just saying, yeah, so all of those. Dude, you know what I was thinking about? What about fucking Disneyland? Why would you allow Disneyland in your country if you're like China? How hard would it be for Disneyland to be doing intelligent shit in your country with oh, all those bro. animatronics? Me, right, all those fucking how would you know? 
That's the first thing. If I was in the CIA, right? I'm sitting in the CIA. I got a hash pipe. I'm smoking. I'm trying to think about how to fuck my enemies, right? How am I going to fuck my enemies, right? Mickey Mouse. Ma- <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Mouse. They just sit around and be like, how oh, are we going to fuck our enemies? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much your job. They put in a Disneyland in China? Hmm. You're telling me that it's a small world, doesn't have a listening device? Subliminal messaging in that in that fucked up loop of a fucking uh how many listen how many imagineers right these guys imagineers they know that's what they're called really that is they're engineers who know all about this fucking shit right how do they if you can if if we could have a fucking what was that movie with ben affleck where they fucking fake oh, Argo? Um, Argo. If yeah. you could have Argo, Disneyland makes Argo look like a fucking joke. Right. You'd have Argo all day. Fucking. Anyway, point oh, is, wow. Brittany Griner, right? Fucking A. Well, hey, listen, I'm glad she's home. Right. You know, regardless of the fucking the trade off, we know the trade off's a joke. Right. Motherfuckers uh, guilty of war crimes. Right. But uh, how long a were half they... a gram of hash oil. How long were they going to keep her? Nine years. Nine years for a half a gram of hash oil. And they were going to send her to work, bro. That was yeah. what they said. Right. I was sending her to work. Imagine. Six, eight African-American woman stuck up in Siberia swinging a sledgehammer. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that. Um, hey man, she gotta be happy to be home. Yeah. Right? What's his name's over there swinging a sledgehammer? The other guy. <laughs> yeah, Victor Boot. Man, dude. And he's short. That's crazy. Well, listen. Everybody knows that Cookies is one of the greatest wow. marijuana companies, cannabis companies of all time. <laughs> Ever. Great supporter of freedom and liberation for yeah. all to enjoy cannabis. That, that's how they caught her. It was a cookies little... Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no. Burner was, that... was part of the negotiation. He he was the go-between. He's the one that talked to Putin and talked sense into him. Said, listen, uh, I don't think you want this kind of problem. He said, this is the marijuana is the future. Right. Stop fighting it. Come on, Vlad. Come on, Vlad, baby. <laughs> Stop fighting it. <laughs> Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> right. They, they say he's sick. He's like 69. He's got purple hands. Everything you read is, oh, his hands are purple. He's I got a blood disease. And then somewhere he was like walking and he slipped and fell and shit his pants. And like, yeah, yeah. He's How old is that guy? 69. 69. But, you know, you can't tell if that's just CIA shit to fuck with him or if that really happened. Right? They're just like spreading all these rumors about him pooping his pants and all this stuff. But listen, let me tell you something. Vibes. <laughs> Vibes rolling papers. There's nothing better. Well, there. you just said there was something. You, you, like the billionaire hemp wraps. Well, they're in different categories. Okay. Apples good, yeah. and oranges, my okay, friend. Okay, good. Vibes for certain occasions and billionaire hemp wraps. <laughs> for others. That's right. And cookies for others. And cookies for everybody. And WWSW Supermax hardware for others. For others. And Enzo's Pizzeria for some others. That's right. And Pulpo, Pulpo, Pulpo Beard Oil right. for others. For others. 
And uh, big shout out to Enzo's Pizzeria for others. For others. And uh, Instagram, Jesus. Thank you. Peep for, out in, for others. For others. Uh, peep out Instagram, Jesus. It is HLS Cribs. Yeah. For others. Go to Our YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. yeah. And peep that out. Right. And uh, listen to the Hard Luck Show Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, bringing you new content three uh, times a week. Three times a week, baby. At Chumon, what you got, partner? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> listen, Ovanda Bone LLP. If you don't want to go to Siberia for a little bit of ash oil, you come see the Indian lawyer, baby. For others. For others. Go ahead. Dad of Dad. Dad of Dad. Sean at Movement on Dot Media. For others. If you need to, if you want to fall down and shit your pants and make a <laughs> yeah! make a, a story of... about it. Yes. Get you in here. Also working for the CIA. That's dude. right. Right. You want to make a story about working for the CIA, dude? If you want to make a listening device, that's right. So you can hear what the enemies are whispering about you. Also, don't forget to check us out at hardluckshow.com. Yes. Um, there's swag over there. We still have sheep t-shirts. Yeah, we do. Somebody asked about. One. Yeah. Yes. We yeah, do. Yeah. <laughs> we got ton. Don't you Tons. worry, baby. We just got our new order. Just came in. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind the dust on those. Hardluckshow.com. That's that pink cocaine. Oh, yeah. And what's the other one? Molly? No. Oh. Gumroad. Gumroad. That's right. HLS.gumroad.com. For others. It's Gumroad. Art of War. Art of War. Free content. Talking about music. The workout show. Yep. Right? Sure. Right? Where yeah, we work out music. LA Crime Stories. LA That's Crime right. Stories. Mixtape. For others. For others. For others. Yep. And like we do. Wait. Oh. King Salmon, you got anything? Salmon! You got to throw a nice cold bag. As cold as those ice ice cold picks in uh, Siberia. <laughs> <laughs> Go to dragonbags.com. Get to 21 faster. 21. <laughs> you do something for me. Yeah, 21. <laughs> he said oys. <laughs> like, oys. How can oys. He's got oys. one fucking thing to yeah. say, one bro. One thing. That's all I got. You get, do what happens. You get pressured up? I did. Right. It's not Mike, Big Pick Mike. trying to get it right. Uh, at least he's right. here. Yeah. What happened to Big Pick Mike? How does he tell you on the day of? He's got his foot thing going. <laughs> Neuropathy. See big big no, mic. Uh, neuropathy. <laughs> neuropathy. Neuropathy. Uh, hemp neuropathy. Shout out to big big Mike. Hopefully you can come over here soon. Yeah. Come on, footy. Tell him good night, Chumahan. All right, this is what I said. Good night. God bless. All women should smell like strippers. Mm, uh. Look, yeah, lip. Ah, la, there we go. 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 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.